Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while 2023, you guys, and I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like, it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So, that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity because uh, we're in the new year here that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, you could donate and uh, be of uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, there's a PayPal. The, uh, there is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me. And then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio all these years later. Give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Mose, he does the websites. And Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a, a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a, a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded, and I sort of culled through those, and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Jackie Cation in my garage and with me, Comedy Wham, uh, founder, Austin, Texas. Welcome to the program, Valerie Lopez. Thank you, Jackie. I'm so excited. It's, it's the dork forest. We're going to dork out. It's going to be good times. I met Valerie Lopez a couple of days ago at a Zoom panel. And yeah. she is, uh, she, you do Comedy Wham, which is uh, just, you cover the comedy scene in Austin, Texas, right? Yep. That's, that's my thing. That's my that's thing. It. And you've been doing it for almost 10 years or? It's getting really close. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And your Instagram is super meowy, which makes me think that you might enjoy cats. And, uh, and, uh, so, uh, yeah. And your dorkdom is the original law and order. I, I have to admit, I've watched none of it. I've probably seen an episode. Really? Yeah. But I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I, I don't know who the characters are. I know that that guy from, um, Dirty Dancing, uh, was in it. And, yes. uh, and that's, that's all I got. So that's. That's so funny. So the, the the second that you said that, I was thinking 
Jackie, what must you do when you're traveling across the country and the world and you're stuck in hotel rooms? Because what I do when I'm stuck in a hotel room is I go through the guide of the TV and I always find a law and order place. There's always, there's always a law and order. I I made a lateral move back in the late nineties because I think law and order has been around for at least 25 years, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I went I went lateral. I went to um different. I went it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, and then NCIS and Leverage and um and then I think it was Charmed and it was uh like I went that direction, right? Like Bones yeah. and um Castle. Like I yeah. think I I think I'm currently watching all of Castle uh mm. on the road because between 3 and 7 p.m. every day on cable, basic cable television, it's law and order, or it's one of those other things. And, um, so you like the, so I don't even know when did, when was it, when did it start? Do you, it it started in 1990. And the reason that I think I've been watching it. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, it's the reason that I, I thought about that is I had graduated college the year after and I had moved to a new town, so I wasn't in my old college town anymore. I didn't know anybody, and I just started watching that. <laughs> right, because that's what happens when you move to a new town. You end up watching a great deal of television those first couple of years. <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. you don't have anyone to hang out with. It's uh, So what um, – okay, so the original – was that guy uh, on the original – like what uh, did the staff that change? guy there's so many that guys no yeah the staff changes uh so Lenny Lenny detective Lenny uh uh Briscoe is uh Jerry Orbach he's the dirty dancing That's actor it. he was <laughs> Jerry. The, he's the bad I, dad I know his name I was almost yeah. there. Jerry Orbach okay so he wasn't original uh but he, or he wasn't one of the original detectives but he is hands down my favorite detective he's got the best sense of humor okay and uh, it's it's funny that I am now watching. I'm in a full on binge of the of watching the show on, on Peacock. Okay, uh, with my son. Okay, so it's like come full circle, and <laughs> we we've gotten past the episodes after Lenny left, or Jenny Jerry Orbach left, and uh, my retort whenever the new detective tries to make a joke yeah. is I just say you're no Lenny, you're no Lenny. And so, okay, so Jerry Orbach is one of the, he's not one of the original. Well, who are the original? Uh, gosh, I, I didn't take, I didn't take notes on that because you oh, know what? Oh, that's okay. Yeah. The, was, well, what, the did reason he come in why, early? Yeah. he came in pretty early, but the reason that nobody ever wants to talk about the very early seasons, like I, I did buy the first season off of Amazon. Okay. It is so glacially paced, like it is painfully slow. Compared to after a few seasons, you know, they got into a much faster rhythm of figuring out, you know, the whodunit part and then the the drama, the legal drama side, you know, moved more quickly. So it's like, oh, they they weren't good for a few seasons. Okay, so those first couple of seasons were actually troublesome. They weren't they weren't great. They were were they okay? You know, if if you can do it when you're a purist. I suppose when you're a purist, yeah. No, I I've never finished that rewatching that first season. Even oh, I can't okay. do it. Even okay. I can't do it. So the setup. <laughs> so so would you recommend people start with season three? I think they. Yeah, that's a pretty safe bet. 
But, okay. You know, this binge watch that we're doing, they only started around season 12. So I don't know why you can't get to season 11. And then there's been some high drama news lately. My son and I were just talking. We were pre-gaming. I was actually watching. We were watching a Law & Order episode before this. Uh, he he always does the TV setup to get us set up to watch the next episode. And right. he said, oh, they just they just made a little blurb that says this is going away next week. And I'm Ooh. like, what? What? It's a, yeah. it's a, it was an NBC staple for so long. For so long, and yeah. so you essentially you started watching around two thousand one series, yeah, like two thousand one two thousand two. That's when you started 90, watching ninety one ninety one. Oh, you started watching the ninety one, or because yeah. it started in nineteen ninety. It started in ninety. I started watching in ninety one, and I I was you no, know with the, your the, son the, though with your son oh, with Did my you? son uh, since they started two thousand twelve, or that's what's available on Peacock. Oh, I got to do that math. Uh, it's around 2004 or so, 2003. Like they, they reference 9-11. Right. So, so it's definitely, so yeah. You, so you, he started watching Sons since 2003 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he missed, so he's missed the first 12, 11 seasons. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and this is, this is heyday of Jerry Orbach, this 2003. Yeah. And, sure. uh, and when did he, when did he get off? Uh, stop doing the show. <sighs> Maybe I, another I, is. Uh, is there another ten seasons of him? Like, did it go till two thousand thirteen? He, he might have left around season fourteen. I want to say. Okay. And I, I I didn't write down the year. I'm just going by based on okay, what season am I in now, and when do we think uh, he left? And right. it was a real sad, sad reason that he left too. I mean, he he was battling prostate cancer for like ten years. It's like he died in two thousand four. Okay, so 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 he he probably um, he made he wow he literally kept um wow he kept doing it. So yeah, um, he had he. On the show, they made his character uh, retire because okay. he wanted to, to go to another show that would be less uh, exhausting. Less demanding. To, yeah. To but he wanted to yeah. keep working. Okay. And it turned out that other show only got a few episodes of him before he passed away. It was like really tragic. Oh, okay. Um, weirdly enough. Okay. There there we go. I'm like, uh, they've got his movie discog. They've got his like filmography. Yeah. But they don't. Okay. So he started, um, he, he wasn't, uh, I think, oh, wow. So 1992, he became Lenny Briscoe. Oh, so that is fairly early. Okay. So in 1991, he was just on an episode. Yes. I, I was, I did see that research that he was a defense attorney. Oh, is that what he was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So in 92 until 2004, he was on law and order. Okay. And um, that is kind of fascinating. And then, so there's him. And then who who else? Is, uh, so wait, let's start from the beginning here. Because <laughs> one of the reasons I have a hard time with Blood Order is because it's actually two shows, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And and it's only one hour, right? So is it's it- only one hour. Do, does it yeah. split down pretty evenly? 30 minutes of the law, three, 30 minutes of the order? Or does it mix- <laughs> 
It, it does, but every once in a while they throw in something where the 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 detective work is wrapped up in like fifteen minutes, and then you're like, no, something's something's about to go down because okay. you know <laughs> this is too easy. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> exactly. Do they ever go back and forth? Do they ever, do they meet? Do, we, do the do the detectives end up testifying? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, yeah sometimes they do, uh, especially when there's been like a shady thing that happens. There's, there's one with, uh, Detective Sisto ends up having, hooking up with a, an eventual suspect and defendant. And so they call him to the stand. And then, of course, they trash him because he slept with the defendant. But then he uses it to, you know, find evidence. And so he redeems himself. But, you know, everybody hates him for on the law side. They hate him because he he put the the case in in serious jeopardy. But all the detective side, they're like, yeah, this wasn't good, but you ended up getting the bad guy. And they didn't know, right? And he didn't know going into it that she was going to be a suspect. Or is it the no, is it the know. rule? Is it the rule that you're not supposed to sleep with anybody that you meet while <laughs> investigating a crime? That seems like I, I, that I'm guessing ought to be that's the rule. a general. Yeah, that, I, I'm guessing there's <laughs> that. That was that sounds like a really good rule. So you're like she may become a suspect. He may become a suspect. Try not to get with them. Wait till yeah, the exactly. case is over before you start sleeping with people. Um, <laughs> And did they and did they end up sleeping together? Like, did it end up being a relationship? Not a real one. No, he ended oh, okay. up because she was a manipulator, and she had he she had conned people, you know, before him, and he realized, okay. oh, she's trying to con me, and then he realized, oh, I could use this to my advantage and get get some evidence. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So he was willing to whore himself out for the for the job. <laughs> Um, in, in his defense, he was one of the really hot detectives. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so are they? So this, there's a staff that is the detectives and the cops. And how many of their is there normally like four or five of them that kind of it's, work on? It's usually two detectives. There's a senior okay. and then a junior detective. And there's a lieutenant who that's another example of a lieutenant who served for a really long time, uh, Lieutenant Anita Van Buren. She had been on the first season as a victim's mother. And then a few seasons later, she was the lieutenant. And she was, I think she was on a little bit longer than uh, Jerry Orbach was on. Uh, We're in season 16 now and she's still around. Okay. Yeah, so that's usually the typical. Every once in a while, they'll have uh, a recurring character in, like maybe the the medical examiner or the the person who looks at the dead body. Oh, um, with the coroner. The coroner. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, like a, somebody who's looking at the crime, the phone records might be a recurring character, but uh, the focus is always on those three. Okay, and there and there's never any sort of uh, cop cops like officers. They, the cop cops will show up when, you know, they first come up on a body and they, they're telling the detectives, this is what I found. This is what the scene's like, but they're never, they're, those aren't recurring characters. Okay. So they'll just like sort of under five kind of. Exactly. Um, okay. So yeah. the. And, the, and then yeah. on the law side, it's, it's pretty similar. You've got two lawyer, two defense attorneys, not defense attorneys, uh, 
a DA's. Wait, oh, okay. was that? Oh, the prosecutor? Yeah, yeah. Two prosecutors, a senior, you know, who everybody kind of knows, Jack McCoy, Sam Waterston is the actor. Okay. And and a junior. Uh, and then a, the the actual district attorney who's, you know, big wig kind of person. Okay. And um and then so there's there's always there's always time or room for um for like recurring like uh like judges yes yes uh some of our favorite recurring judges Fran Levovitz who I think is like a pretty well-known New Yorker in right her she's own like right. A, right she's a New York writer and snark like yeah. she's she's super she's super snarky and uh, yeah. and yeah she'll be sure. a judge and it's yeah. hilarious That's- when she's on <laughs> I think I read an article that said that she she did the judge often enough to get insurance from uh, from, from SAG or something that's like smart. that. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, well, that's really nice of Law and Order to do that for her. And yeah. um, and I, uh, Candace Bergen, I think, is also sometimes or no. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I, she her I don't recognize or not. I obviously recognize who she is, but I can't think of episodes? seeing her very often. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, but so it's friendly you know, boots, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's such an industry, though, when you think about just like what you're saying, you know, there's a lot of under five parts. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's a whole industry of being. Yeah. Right, that's steady work if you can get into the casting people into that thing. So, yeah, yeah. So there's the two detectives and the lieutenant on the law side, and then there's the yep. DAs and the defense attorneys. Does Do they change or is it? Or they, is it they almost always change? Yeah, there's every once in a while they'll have like a multi episode thing where you'll see that a same defense attorney uh, coming through. It'd be interesting to me if they had like a recurring public defender and how shitty that job is. Yeah, they don't have that. Yeah, uh, every once in a while they will do a, a shitty public defender episode, right. and it's 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 really quite sad. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's the other reason why I've never watched it is because I think it could get super sad. Like I would never yeah. watch the sex one, the SVU one. I was like, yes, that- that's why I'm loyal to the original because I don't want to deal with that. That's so sad. Right, right. You're just like, oh, okay, I, I see that you're, you know, you like, you're, you're just, it's, it seems like a uh, crime porn. To me. So yeah. there's enough crime porn going on in normal, like if I watch NCIS, <laughs> which I watch Castle, which I watch, you know, uh-huh. all the British crime shows that I'm currently oh watching, gosh. right? Yeah. And, um, but Law and Order, normal Law and Order, like sometimes the bad guys, do they win ever? Sometimes I I- they do. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes like we, we just, uh, so we're bouncing back and forth because uh, if you've never watched, you may not know this. They were canceled in 2010. Oh. They are now back with new episodes. So now they are in, they're doing season 22. So because we're bouncing back and forth between old seasons and keeping up with a new season, we just stumbled. We just watched a new episode, but also a, an old episode that had the same trope where it was uh, somebody was killed a an, an undocumented worker was an eyewitness and the DA's office promised to protect them from immigration and they get the bad guy which is a great outcome but then the the 
the uh, DA's office finds out the person has been, uh, shoot, why can't I think of the word? Uh, they were illegally immigrated or something? or Well, they were shipped back home. Oh, deported? Deported. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know why I can't think of that word. So, and in one case, it was uh, back to um, maybe uh, Pakistan or, or some really... You know, at the time, because, you know, they do recognize some of the political environment that is happening at the time. Sure. Uh, but, you know, there's one where that was the situation and another where it was, you know, some really Yeah, terrible... 2010 was right before we killed bin Laden. And when I say we, I mean the U.S. government. Yeah. So and yeah. they were yeah. they were like, oh, we're sure he's in Iraq. And it turns out he was just in Pakistan. So, yeah. um so that was the two twenty ten was one was about an uh, essentially. An well, immigrant. we we haven't gotten to twenty ten, but I'm just saying we in our binge watch we're on on two thousand uh, we're on season sixteen right now for our old episodes, but then they just had one with this twenty season twenty two episode where it was like almost the exact same, which you know when you've had twenty two seasons. Yeah, right. there's going to be some repeat concepts. Well, and I think uh, as a lawyer, you're going to get the same cases over and over. Yeah. <laughs> so what the heck? <laughs> right. So so in the in the early one in the sixteenth sixteenth season, um, there's the crime is the same, the the resolution is the same, and the state of the denouement is kind of the same. Is that what I'm? Yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're hitting the same beats, and then so Pretty much. When, so when you watch the current one, the one from 2022 or 23. Can you can you go? Oh, I know who did it, and I know what the problems are going to be. Can you see it coming? No, no. I, okay, I, I I can't because they are creative, and they, you know, as compared to the very first season, like they try to cram a lot of twists and turns. Okay, uh, which like, is easy easy to buy into on the detective side because you know, oh, it's hearsay, whatever you're chasing a lot of things, but on the legal side, like I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know all the possible twists and turns. They, they must have amazing legal consultants to, you know, throw out twists and turns. Like what are the legal, legal twists that come up that make you go, is that real or is that not real? Well, probably the most- no, because you're not a lawyer. Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, when they say new words and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, because it's in Latin, you know, they'll so, say out, you know, we'll throw out, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're going to issue a writ of seriotari Latinus. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> um, but I think probably the, the easiest way that they have for throwing curveballs is when they say, well, we, we're going to issue a motion to suppress, you know, some key piece of evidence. And you never know when, you know, when that's going to get thrown out. And then they have to kind of either go back to the detectives or challenge right. or whatever. Yes, so. exactly. Um, I will say that I, th I mean, that's, that's always the interesting thing when they go into the, into the courtroom and you're like, oh, is that, I mean, that is kind of fascinating. We're like, is, can you get away with that? Is that something that, that would trip up uh, something like that? So like, I never, the ones I tend to watch are more cop related than law related. So, yeah. so it is interesting to see that there's the same tropes coming on the cop side, like on the, on the arresting side, you know, bones, even like Miss Fisher's murder mystery or, um, 
you know, some of the British ones, they're always going uh-huh. to some carnival. There's always some, <laughs> you know, there's some, or in like Castle, they go to, or, or in a lot of things, all of a sudden they have to go to New Orleans and they have to deal with voodoo. And yeah. you're like, okay. <laughs> and uh, so... Is, do they are they going to different are they going to the same neighborhoods uh no they are always hopping around different neighborhoods in new york and it uh you know that's that's pretty fascinating that because uh, i recently heard uh uh sam waterston the actor who plays jack mccoy uh he was on wait wait don't tell me and he was he was asked so do you know New York City like the back of your hand because you've had to film in so many different areas? And he's like, yeah, I have a pretty good knowledge of New York just because we've picked so many different, you know, New York areas to, to film right. in. And he must live in New York to shoot. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. He's yeah. also a Broadway actor and he's, you know. You know what I feel? I feel like there's a big crossover between the original Law and & Order and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I don't know why, Maybe. but I think that yeah, there's... <laughs> So, uh, yeah. are you calling so, me a dork? <laughs> I'm calling you. I'm calling you definitely uh, sort of an NPR n- nerd uh, for sure. Oh, yeah, and uh, it's uh, my husband is one. So I'm in the. I, I've I'm, in the two, I'm in the know. I have two NPR T-shirts. So yeah, you got me. Oh, there you go. What? Uh, so do you have a sort of a list of? I forgot to ask you this, and uh, and it, it's still early, so you're going to have to sort of dig deep into your Law and Order fandom here. Yeah. Uh, do you have favorite episodes? I I have been thinking that you would ask me that question, and it would be impossible for me to ask answer that because there's it's a so really many. Short episode, guys. It's- Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, Okay, no, I will tell you any time that Lady is on is it's a favorite episode. Uh, the the episode where the hot detective sleeps with the girl because it's such a it's such a hilarious conclusion. She's on the witness stand and she realizes that the detective has done her dirty by you know uh, trying to sleep with her and then collecting evidence. And in the in the middle of her witness testimony. She p- slips her hand down her skirt and starts masturbating. What? <laughs> yes, because she's convinced the judge wants her now. Oh. So she's like a really deranged personality. So to me, that one stands out, but mostly because of the hot detective. <laughs> <laughs> and and you'll appreciate this. So there yes. is a there, there is one standout episode for me because they've had so many guest stars, right? That have come through town, right. through yep. through the shows. My very favorite one actually has the Sklar brothers when they were teeny tiny babies. Like they were in their, they had to have been in their early twenties. They played because they played twins. They did play twins, <laughs> which is you know playing to type. <laughs> but it's oh. funny they're so young that when the the first one is on scene uh, and. They don't wear their, uh, Jason doesn't wear his glasses in the episode. So I literally cannot tell them apart. But one of the twins shows up by himself. And I'm like, is that, is that a Sklar? That's how young they are. Right. And then when, when the other twin shows up, I'm like, it is, this is the Sklar episode. <laughs> that is so funny that, um, that it was because your, your comedy fandom 
like bled into the in, oh, into the yes. law and order. So it did. I, by the way, I'm talking with Valerie Lopez, who has uh, she covers comedy in Austin, Texas. It's called Comedy Wham. And uh, her her own Instagram is called Super Meowy, M-E-O-W-Y. And uh, she covers comedy, uh, Austin comedy scene at uh, isacomedywham.com. Yep. Did I? There it. we go. All right, Valerie. Uh, so uh, do you, are there other comics who have been on the shows? Now, you Yo, know, I've done my homework on this one. Okay. okay well, so let's hear it. I, I guess I could say any episode that has a comic on it has been a favorite. Jim Gaffigan. Again, super young, super young. And lives in New York. So, yeah. And I don't think, I don't, in the case of the Sklar Brothers episode, I don't think they were uh, the the killer. Oh, they weren't the bad guy? No, but Jim Gaffigan was the killer in his episode. Perfect casting. I think it's just a little spooky, isn't he? It's, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but he was so good. And I always wondered why, because, you know, so many comics, are become really great dramatic actors. Yeah. And I always wonder why didn't he do it? Because he was so good at being a creepy dramatic like killer. I think he had a short-lived sitcom as a dad, didn't he? Uh Jim Gaffigan? Uh, Maybe. I mean he, he I mean he, he has five kids. Sh- right. Yeah. So Maybe that's why he got too busy. <laughs> right. So so Jim Gaffigan was on as a as a as a bad guy. Yeah, the Sklar yeah. brothers have been on whether or not they were supporting or whether they were monsters. We don't we don't remember. Yeah. We, yeah. Who else? Uh, so th- this I had to do research on. Uh, Chevy Chase apparently has been on. Jerry Stiller was on. Did you on. see the Chevy, Chevy Chase one? I don't think I did. No. Okay. I mean, I'm okay. sure back in the 90s I did, but I don't remember, you know, Which in today's. episode it was? Yeah. It was no. um, interesting. Um, so Chevy Chase, uh, was on Law and Order and, um, Cornelius Chevy Chase is an actor who played Mitch Carroll on the Law and Order episode in Vino Veritas. And, uh, Mitch Carroll, I think he was, a um, a lawyer. Huh. Okay. That's hilarious. Okay. So, uh. Does it say the season at all? Season 17, episode 7. 17? So we might get to watch it because we're my son and I are on 16. Oh, no. He is, uh, he, is, he's a, uh, he is not a detective. His name is Mitch. His name is indeed Mitch something. But he is arrested for drunk driving at 2 a.m. while wearing blood-stained clothes. Oh, Did boy. he do it? What's the, what, what's the noise? Dun-dun. Dun-dun. Yes. And uh, so... Yeah, so that's next season in in your rewatch. Okay, cool, 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 and, and that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, so Jerry Stiller is another one. You know, did you see that one? I don't remember that one. No, uh, are you looking it up? Are you I'm gonna looking tell it us? up. I'm going to okay. tell you. He guest starred right. in the Law and Order episode "The Fertile Fields" as Michael Tobias in the Law and Order episode, and in the law, he was in two different episodes. Oh. Um. And it looks like Ben Steeler, Stiller was in Law and Order SVU. Oh. <laughs> and that's hilarious. So yeah. um, it's uh, unlike unlike Chevy Chase, there is no very quick thing saying um, the the episode. Uh, mm. It's uh, a corpse of a badly burned Jewish jeweler is found in an alley. 
Initial evidence suggests it could be a hate crime um, performed by a group of black youths, but a business motive is later uncovered. Uh Oh, what episode? I I, I wish um, no synopsis, which is probably for the best because you don't want to give it away too bad, too much. Right No. Yeah. And but what I was ho- what it's, I was hoping they would It's not like would... Law and Order has a well-established premise and structure. <laughs> right. And spoiler alert from whatever season this is does seem kind of um kind of lame, but I do wonder what episode this was. And um it is not telling me. The Fertile Fields. Uh I would oh. like to know episode aired April 7th, 1992. Oh, pretty early on then. Oh, so gosh. that's J- Jerry. Was that pre Seinfeld? Yeah. Uh, no, Seinfeld, I think. No, it might have been right around Seinfeld. Yeah. But Jerry Stiller, as we all know, uh, an actor with a great deal of depth and a huge career before Seinfeld. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Who else you got? So the last person that I had on my list from the comedy realm was Janine Garofalo. And I think I vaguely remember her being on. On, but uh, I could. So yeah, that that we gotta know. We gotta know which I one mean, she's, was on. She's a hardcore New Yorker, so th- it makes sense that they would have gotten her on. Well, and I'm I'm sure she's still mad that she still hasn't. Um, so she was on an episode. Oh, two episodes. One called D Girl and Showtime. So oh. Sh- Showtime was uh D Girl was 1997. It's both on 1997. Ah. All right. Uh, so 1997 would have been kind of been a heyday of Judy Garofalo's um, sort of movie. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, because early 90s was all the whatever the, the big movie was. Can't even remember the name of it with Ethan Hawke and all those cute young oh, actors. Right. Uh, all right. Um, uh, uh, and then while I'm doing this, you'll be happy to know that Maria Bamford is asking me if I can go to North Carolina with her. <laughs> so uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, I can. But why do you need my birthday? So why don't you check my Wikipedia page as I'm doing with other people? So, hey, let's take a quick break here in case there's an ad. Sometimes uh, there's an ad and let's find out if there is one right now. Was there one? Did you enjoy it? Let us continue talking with Valerie Lopez. Valerie Lopez, ComedyWham.com, Austin, Texas, at Super Meowy. We're talking law and order. What else you got for me? Okay, so a lot of people were got their big breaks with law and order. Uh, okay. Uh, among those of, uh, are, uh, I think, J.K. Simmons was was a psychologist on on the show he was a recur- he was a rare recurring character and he i think he first came to big no- notoriety uh through law and order uh anthony anderson is is another one he was uh, a a detective a junior detective and it's it's funny to me that he was like very uh buttoned up very serious and then he you know launches with blackish and it's yeah. like, you know, comedic uh, performer. And when they did the reboot, the relaunch of the new seasons uh, last last fall, 
he right? was on the first few episodes because he was he was a detective when they canceled it in 2010. So they brought him back for the new. But, you know, the man's got to be so busy and flush with the uh, blackish right, and right, grownish right. money that yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, two episodes. That's good. I'm good. Right, right. I just want to <laughs> give an homage to the, to the, to the people that, that hooked me up early on. Yeah, sure. I'll, yeah. Like maybe he was doing them a favor, you know? So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, what I didn't know, and I, I didn't fully research, is there are Google articles out there or Googleable articles that say that <laughs> Sam, Samuel L. Jackson got his break by being a recurring character. And I'm like, okay, that must have been early 90s, but I guess that's about when he did start to break. So I guess okay. it's possible. When yeah. was he on? Do you remember those episodes? I don't. That's that's the thing. Uh, let's see. Wait, I Lauren. Wrote a note. Wait, Samuel L. Jackson, you say? Yeah, 19. Oh, I can't even read my own handwriting. Uh, Law and Order. Oh, 1991, I think, is what it says. Which so, would have been early. Yeah, first or second season. Um, the Voice of Summer, TV episode 1991. He played defense huh. attorney Louis Taggart. Ah, uh, that was his. It, he debuted on. Oh, his first role was in 1981 on a movie. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. yeah, so he had started. So he started acting in 81, and then in 91 he got an episode of Law and Order, and now he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He is, yeah. Yeah. He is everywhere yeah. you want to be. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, some careers were launched, and a crazy number of of, of guest guest people. Uh, I didn't realize this. Adam Driver was a guest in the last season, the 2010 season. So I'm looking forward to getting to that because I love Adam Driver. Who is Adam Driver? Uh, Adam Driver. Oh gosh, he's he's a uh, one of the. Well, if you don't watch any Star Wars related stuff, which I only do because of my son, he's the Bad. He's the guy that killed uh, the Harrison Ford character. So this is as much as He's my Kylo Star Wars. Ren. Yes, this is the second episode where I don't know prominent <laughs> Star Wars actors. Uh, I don't either. Look, I just called him the Harrison Ford character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, on the other hand, kind of a Star Wars fan. Not a huge. I mean, not a crazy Star Wars fan. Yeah. But you, you. So you like Adam Driver a lot. Even Love though Adam he Driver. played the emo Sith on uh, the Phantom <laughs> Menace, no, he the Phantom Menace would have been the uh, yeah that he was in Phantom Menace. Here's a picture yeah. of Adam Driver with a horse. Uh, who doesn't want that? That literally <laughs> I mean, looks like something that forty five year old women touch themselves to. Uh, on the stand, on the stand of Law and Order, uh, he looks, by the way, enormous with a tiny head. Why is he? What? It's so he, weird. He was, he was a former military guy, which is, I just love his backstory and how he's not conventionally attractive. He takes chances with his acting roles. I love him. I love, oh my God. The episode's <laughs> over, Jackie. This is Jackie. the funniest picture that I've ever seen in my life, which is him. <laughs> on a horse. Uh, on shirtless. A horse. Shirtless. And this, shirtless. here's tickets to that thing that you wanted. And now they're diamonds. Uh, do you remember that ad uh, for, uh, I think, Ocean Spray? Not Ocean Spray. Um, it was a men's cologne that nobody nobody liked. 
the men's cologne ad the uh uh whatever happened to that actor um i don't know he's not if he wasn't on law and order i don't know exactly so you talk about uh, law and order some more and i will talk about so so oh really just elba apparently again didn't write down the article that i was reading did not say which episode or season he was in but apparently he was and then uh, to balance things out, you've got people like Amanda Peet, who's not super, super star, but still kind of pretty famous. Claire Danes, who, of course, was my so-called life and whatever the Showtime show was that she was in. Okay. Sarah Paulson. She, I think she really did get her start with some guest, guest roles on Law & Order. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know who the old, it, it was Old Spice is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> and uh, this guy is on a horse. And um, I don't know why. The man who, oh, the, yeah, the man your man things. could smell like. Remember that one? Yeah, those Old Spice commercials are funny. Oh my gosh. This guy, what we're doing, this couldn't be, this is some, comp- <laughs> this is compelling narrative, you guys. But it's going to be. There, he's on a boat holding Old Spice. And now... Holding diamonds. The uh, Old Spice and how you... And now he's on a horse. So there you go. Uh, that needed to be done. I don't know yeah. where that actor is, but I want him to have been on Law & Order, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, so, so after Ill... So I lost you. This is why Lori Kilmartin yells at me uh, during the Jackie and Lori show. Um, so, but I do wonder if Isaiah Amir Mustafa was ever on Law and Order. Let's find out. This is a fun game for me now. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then we'll get back to you, Valerie Lopez. Uh, so come, uh, wait a minute. I mean, with 22 seasons, it's a pretty good bet. There should right. be a Trivial Pursuit Law and Order if there isn't already one. Oh, I'm going to guess there is. Okay, um, I'll, I'll Google that while you're Googling what your thing. You do that. Hey, Rangers, what are you Googling? Feel free to email me at <laughs> JackieCation.com. Uh, law and Order. Uh, let's see. Was he ever on Law and Order? Uh, who is the guy? Uh, he's an actor and a director. All right, so maybe not. Huh. Maybe he's never been on Law and Order. But oh, here's bummer. where I would like to reach out to the to the casting. Is it the same casting people? Do you think they have to be a hundred years old now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some names that I see that on when we're watching the old seasons and the new season. I'm like, oh, they're still there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> oh. I mean, sort of like Young and the Restless. Go ahead. Yeah, I I had a cool f- full circle moment. So I got an opportunity to in- interview Howie Mandel a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And we were talking about how, because I had done some research that said his very first uh, dramatic acting role was for St. Elsewhere. And so I, I, I mentioned that. And he said, actually, my first dramatic role was for a Dick Wolf movie. And it was his first project that he ever sold. And I'm like, okay, the interview's done because now I'm more excited that you know Dick Wolf. And he said, yeah, we are lifelong friends. We've been friends since that that first project in the late 80s. So who's Dick Wolf? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to the Dork Forest where Jackie doesn't know anything. That's the great thing about it. We're doing a lateral. Who's Dick Wolf? So anybody that's listening now who's who knows Law and Order is like, what the hell? She doesn't know? I don't no, know. He is, he is the founder, creator, producer of Law and Order and all of its oh. offshoots and yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he is he is the the guy who created Law and Order. He is. Yeah. There's there's a very good reason I don't know who that guy is. I don't watch it and I've only seen yeah. parts of every episode. Yeah. I mean, he's like one of the first names that you see after they they do the, you know, little intro. Right, right. Scene. So so and um so have you ever came close to meeting Dick Wolf? Oh, no. No. Okay. So, no. all right. Well, he was but born. But now in, I'm two degrees of separation because I, I very met, very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. other people know him, and uh, it's it'd be one of those things where you would run into him and go, <gasps> and he would be like, "Why do you recognize me?" And so, but that's uh, that's amazing. Anybody yeah. else? Well, who else you got? Uh, well, so some funny uh, some. Funny people showed up, or not funny, but interesting, like Diane Weist. You know, she was the mom in The Lost Boys. She she had a turn as, as a district attorney. Footloose. She was the mom oh, in the Footloose as well. It, yeah. She played yeah. some moms, Diane she Weist. She played some some very uh, she was, high power she was moms. Squint, she was Squinty McClintock before Squinty McClintock. <laughs> she was like, there's so many, uh, There there's Rachel Zellweger is the current Squinty McClintock. Yep. Um, yep. And... So and I forget who was in, who was the the in the middle of Squinty McClintock's. It was Diane Weist for a long time, yeah, and then for a, a long time it was huh. Ellen Barkin, and mm. then it was uh, now it's Renee Zellweger. And there might yeah. be an even newer Squinty McClintock. Yeah, there, there that, probably is. Yeah. So Diane uh, Weist was on uh, Law and Order. Yeah, she was the the district attorney, so she was the the big boss, and she'd call call the shots every once in a while. So she was they, recurring. She was, yeah, but she didn't last very long. She was only in for a few seasons. I didn't write down when, but I I remember right. I I didn't love her character as the the DA, probably because you know I just remembered her as a mom from those <laughs> '80s movies. <laughs> in real life, DAs can also be moms, yeah. and. If they would have written, if they would have found one, they would have found the best way to write that. Because yeah. that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I lo- I did like, as of all of the det- the uh, legal uh, assistants, my favorite was Angie Harmon. I don't remember what her character. Oh, Abby. Abby Carmichael. Okay. But Angie Harmon, you know, this was before whatever the Rizzolian Isles. Okay. Uh, yeah. She was on so. Rizzolian Isles? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what did you a, like about her on the on that show? Was she just smart or funny or she was very the way smart? She played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she played well against Jack the Jack McCoy character because not everybody does. Uh, there was there was one there was one legal assistant that was playing against her, and it was just so weird. I guess they didn't like you know maybe Dick Wolf didn't really like her all that much, and so they were they were cutting her from the show. And it had never, so one of the things about Law and Order that's interesting is they very rarely reveal a lot of what's going on in the person's personal life. Like you may not even know that somebody's married or whatever. Like with, oh, like with, that between the cops and the lawyers, you don't know a lot about 
their home life. They don't go, they don't go back. Yeah. Like, it's not like Hill Street Blues. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. So you, it's very focused on, you know, the crime at hand. But uh, with uh, this this woman, this legal assistant, they, they were canning her from the show. And it had never been revealed that she was gay. Okay. But on her last episode, her very last episode, she's talking to the head honcho DA and they say, well, it's just not working out. So yeah, this is your last day. And out of the blue, she says, is it because I'm a lesbian? And they cut the episode right there. So my son and I- are, That was is, the end of the episode? Yes. And the end of her career on Law & Order. So right, I'm like, so, wait a minute. We never knew she was gay. So right. it was never discussed amongst the lawyers. Oh, oh, we're going we're going to Google on this one. What was the name <laughs> of this actress? Ah, I don't know. She was blonde. Was, her her name was <sighs> what was the name of the character? Abby? Oh god. No, 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 no. This wasn't so, Angie Harmon. Um So there's a legal assistant on uh on Law and Order. And uh, revealed as gay in her last episode. Okay, so, yeah. Ser- Serena? Is that her name? Serena that Sutherland is a fictional character portrayed by Elizabeth Rome on the long-running NBC drama uh, lo- yeah, series Law and Order. Uh, she uh, has two umlauts in her name. We'll be happy to know. <laughs> oh, crap. Very important. Uh, so... The, uh, I get a copy and then I'm going to paste that. That's what I want to paste. I want to paste and look up that lady. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Come here. Select all. Paste. Look it up. Elizabeth okay, so there Rome. she is. She's a German-American okay. television and film actress. She's best known for paying, playing Kate Lockley on the television series Angel from 1999 to 2001. Oh, so you'd think I would know her because I've seen all of Angel, but <laughs> okay. nope, I got nothing. Wow. Um, so, but she was clearly on, she is also a director and a writer, uh, so according to all of this. And of course, uh, good news, uh, crazy IMDb. If you don't pay for X for the, um, for pro, they, she's still working. She's still working. Uh, That's great. She, Good for her. Um, she looks like she's in a lot of sort of feature length stuff that is not well known, but it looks like she is, you know, yeah, I meet a lot busy. of people. I meet a lot of people that are like our actors and, oh, well, that's not true. Uh, and, and they act, uh, they act in smaller stuff until they get regular work or if they never get regular work, they spent their entire lives acting. Because they're actors. Uh, she was, remember that TV show, Jane the Virgin? Yeah. She was on that for five years. Huh. She, yeah. So she is clearly, and that and that ended in 2019, probably canceled, because, well, right before lockdown. So maybe it was canceled because of COVID, but who knows? Yeah. Huh. But, well, but that's made, good to know, because I never yeah. saw her after that. So I must have just never what seen a weird and I thought, thing. that's a terrible yeah, what a weird thing to do to her. Like, I don't know if she's yeah. actually, is she gay? I suppose I could look up Elizabeth <laughs> Rome and then just the words, is she gay? Uh, <laughs> because I wonder if Dick Wolf, uh, 
No, no, she's she's married. She's married to a fella, and um, she is active in the union, the SAG union and the Writers oh. Guild. Good for you, Elizabeth Rome. Yeah. So it turns out that is a really weird thing for the writers to do. Does Dick Wolf also weird. write write on the shows, or I'm guessing at this point he's just you know taking baths and cash, yeah. and he doesn't. Right. Yeah, the executive producing. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so weird, but that was in the early 90s when she was on. So maybe. No, like, I, wonder- I think her last episode was 2005. So. Okay. That so the, that 15 was years maybe, later. Yeah. Yeah. So that may have been like in the, the, when you were starting to get the Supreme Court activity of looking at gay marriage laws and like every once in a while you will get like true ripped from the headlines storylines. Yeah, but that one just felt so bizarre, and it was just it was just right, out not, of left field and never yeah. <laughs> and and weird for her to say, "Is it because I'm gay?" and then smash cut to black. Yeah, like and then just end the episode. That feels that feels like somebody's doing something. I don't know. It yeah. feels like somebody didn't like somebody. You're right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah. Okay, do you have any final thoughts about Law and Order? What else you got? Um. I think, I think, uh, uh, the, I, uh, maybe one funny little, little joke, uh, Richard Belzer, who recently passed away, who was, you know, on he, the he SVU. He was on forever, right? Oh, SVU. Yeah, he was, he was on, on okay. SVU, so I, I didn't get to appreciate him. I, I just remember him from the Shauna days. Uh, what? But, was he Bowser? What did he, what do you, what do you mean? The Shauna Nandes? Yeah. yeah, he was, he was Bowser. That wasn't his action. Bowser is not Wasn't Richard it? Lewis. No. Wait. No, not Richard Lewis. He's not. No. No, Bowser no. was Bowser. Okay, hold on. Okay. Shauna I don't know why I know that, but I don't know who anybody else is. <laughs> Kylo Ren, for example. But uh, yeah, Richard <laughs> Lewis is just a comic. Right. Bowser. No. But, but what, did um, he play? Did he play him in a movie? I never said Richard Lewis. Did I? Yeah, you said no. Richard Lewis was Bowser. No, I said Richard Belzer. Belzer, Richard Belzer enunci- was also, uh, rich. No, I, I oh John Bowser, boom. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, John whatever. John Bowman Reese- was Bowser. Yeah, John Bowser was okay. Bowser, and there then Richard Belzer, Belzer was on SVU. Yeah. Oh my God, okay. people are yelling at the phones right they now. They probably are. They hate me so much now. <laughs> anyway, he don't he hate. called <laughs> he called that dun dun sound. That's yeah. always, everybody knows, he called that the Dick Wolf cash register sound, and I thought that was really funny. Okay. There's a little fun <laughs> fact to end on. Law and order, you guys. You're probably already watching it. You probably all had questions for uh, Valerie Lopez that I don't have, and you probably all have anecdotes that you would want to tell me about law and order. Feel free to email me, and I will forward those emails to Valerie Lopez. <laughs> Or for somebody who never watched it, you played really well along. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, you could just, uh, just uh, essentially, when we post the clips on our Instagram, go to Super Meowy and and uh, and and ask your and tell your anecdotes there. Comedywham.com, Valerie Lopez. Thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, thank you, Jackie. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat. My hat. My hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that?
If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?